Yeah, if there was one like core theme through uh, many of the talks, it was you know be intentional with your business. And it it dawned on me that you know if you're not intentional, if you're not doing um, things that serve your greater goal, you're actually hurting yourself. Like even though they may be positive, productive things, otherwise they're just taking away from your ultimate goal. Hey, welcome back to the Business of Freelancing podcast, where we help you get better clients, make more money, and live a happier and healthier life freelancing. I'm your host, Brennan Day, Brennan Dunn, huh? And I am actually joined today by a bunch of uh, awesome speakers from the conference. So, Moisa, you want to introduce yourself? Yep. Uh, hey, my name is Moisa Mash, and I'm a social media consultant. And um, a funny thing about me, I love my dinosaur onesie. <laughs> which you didn't bring, which we forgive you, which- but... Yeah, but I'm bringing it next year, so. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Well, uh, I'm Brian Castle, and um, I I always struggle to, like, introduce myself because I've been doing so many different things over the years. I don't even know, like, what what people know me for now, but I've, I've, uh, um, before my current business, I I ran a business called Restaurant Engine. That was a website builder for restaurants. Um, I've exited that, and now I'm focusing on audience ops, a uh, content marketing service for, uh, for B2B software companies. And I talk and I teach a lot about productized services, which I was talking about at WR Freelancing Conference. I am Julie Elster and I run Just Tell Julie. It's a virtual accounts receivable service that's aimed towards freelancers. So basically my goal is to make sure you're getting paid for the work that you do. So I'll make those awkward phone calls on your behalf. I'm Kurt Elster. I'm a e-commerce consultant who helps Shopify stores double their revenue. Um, and you know, I've had a, a long journey as an agency owner, um, and I talk a lot about that, about the positioning and the tools um, and the things that have uh, helped me make me successful. I'm Kai Davis. I'm an outreach consultant, and I spoke about how to build an audience at a Double Your Freelancing conference. And uh, yeah, awesome! Yay! Let's just break the ice. Like, what are what are some things we all got out of the conference? I wrote actually. I don't know if you guys saw, but I wrote on my blog um, yesterday, or was it Wednesday? A um, just kind of like three things that I took away from just. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean. I, I've been to a lot of conferences earlier on in my career. They were all kind of technical conferences and lately they've been more business conferences. But one thing I really liked about the demographic this time was just how the best way to sum it up, I think, is just what I said in that in that blog post, which is first off, there was no like, you know, crazy competitive, like I'm in it just for me. You know, I'm, I'm only here for myself sort of vibe. Um, it seemed like everyone was really like, really uh, maybe maybe sarah helped right like sarah's talk about kind of sharing everything um you know nathan hinted at that too but anyway like i just got this i don't know about you guys but i just felt like people were really very open to just talking about like what's working what isn't you know and so on it's like everyone was a little mini speaker for for me this was the first conference that i'd ever been to And so I had no idea what to expect. And going in as like the AR finance person, I was really nervous. I was like, is this going to be 
like all technical people? Is this everything going to be above my head? Like I had no idea what to expect. So I was thrilled at like the, the diversity, I think of like the people who were there and yeah, like I, I honestly, like I, I wasn't expecting to get so much out of it. I was like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to hopefully, you know, maybe earn a few new clients and talk to people who I have a relationship online with and get to know them and then I'll go home. But I ended up leaving with like all these ideas on things that I can do personally for my business. Like it was way more than I expected. So the bar has been set high for me since this was my first conference. I mean, I, I was hoping I would have scared you with my suit that first day. <laughs> you, like... Oh, you totally did. You really did. That was, okay, so that was the first time I met you. I heard you from lunch, and the waitress comes over, and she's like, my name is Precious, but my name tag says Previous. My name is not Previous. And I was laughing, like, the entire lunch. I was laughing. And then you come over in your suit, and I was like, oh, my God, keep so, it together. This guy's going to think you're an idiot. True keep story. So my sister's getting married in two weeks, and I needed to, like, beta t- – or not beta test, but, like – do a trial beta, no, run. Go with beta test. Yeah, I had to beta test my new tailored suit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Brennan, you were the first that I saw when I came to the speaker's dinner. So, like, I didn't see anyone yet, and, and I saw you first in the suit. I was like, oh, man, this is, like, I am way underdressed. I'm, like, shorts and sandals. and like, this is not good. <laughs> well, the good news is I rolled, up in, I rolled up in sandals the other days. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had packed my suit and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, I might be overdressed, so I'm going to skip the tie. And then like, same deal, Brennan comes out and I'm like, oh, the tie. yep, we were both like, <laughs> oh, no. Well, you, you had like the you had like that Vegas uh, pimp thing going on when you talked, you know, you had your opened up, you know, uh, French. I had shirt. literally like that was so intentional. <laughs> I literally had to go buy an undershirt that like <laughs> I found it on Amazon. It was an undershirt that came that their risk reversal was it was guaranteed that you could wear a dress shirt with two buttons undone and the shirt won't show. It's awesome. <laughs> I can vouch that he hey. actually did that. You know, Brennan, like to your question about like just overall impressions of this conference, um, you know, in, in recent years, I don't go to many conferences, but I kind of seek out the ones where I, I know that friends are going to be going to. And I, and I treat these conferences as, as just a way to meet up with people who I've been talking to and, and hanging out with online, um, you know, throughout the year, um, but get the opportunity to actually hang out in person. And, and I think you know, microcomp is like that, but w, double your freelancing conference um, is very much in that vein. I mean, in, in previous years, I've gone to a couple of ind- industry conferences. I've gone to local meetups. I used to go to a lot of WordCamps and things. And I just found that those were very kind of cold, a, a lot of people not talking to each other. I mean, you see these these hallway tracks with people just standing, not talking to anyone. They're, you know, looking at their laptops or their phones. Um and the talks are, are, you know, not not giving a lot of value, and and, and so it turned me off to conference in general for a while. Like there were a couple of years there where I just decided conferences are not my thing. I don't want to go to any. Um, but then as I started getting more involved in these online communities, then I started seeking out conferences where I can kind of hang out with with people that I know online. And um, and so yeah, I, I mean, I think I think W freelancing conferences. It, um, especially it being it's uh, the first year of, of its of its existence, 
um, it it already has that sense of community. And I think that also speaks to, you know, Brennan, what you've built with your audience and how um, there is kind of a community of, of people following this podcast and your blog and, and your courses and things. And I think that translates really well to the, uh, to the in-person conference. So what, cool. what I think made, made a big difference this time around, because I've been to many conferences as well, was Slack that Kai set up because there were no awkward moments. We all knew each other before even coming to the conference. So there were no, when we were networking, there were no, oh, what are you doing? We, we all kind of knew each other, said, hello, well, nice to meet you on Slack, now in person and so on. So I think the Slack made a big difference and everyone's sticking kind of to it. We're still, Slack is still alive. You know, we're still kind of mingling around in there. That's an interesting point. I had thought like Slack as an organizational tool is fantastic, but you're right. We had it set up what like a week in advance, so mm-hmm. people. You're right. There are like people were talking, knew who to expect to see. Um, that was smart. But my first conference experience really was just like a bar camp, you know, an unconference, quote unquote, in uh, Milwaukee, and that was like you know less than a hundred people, and it was this really you know incredible community experience of everyone giving. And then I went to other conferences, and I didn't get that out of it. And then when I went, like MicroConf had it a little bit more. And then when I went to this, you know, it was just incredible the level of um, just like comfort and sharing. And I, you know, I was worried that that was my experience just because I was a speaker. Um, but I've gotten at least like 10, you know, direct messages, emails, et cetera, from people um, who are just attendees that really like everyone has had that same experience. Yeah, incredibly similar for me. I've been amazed at how open all the attendees were just to talk with each other and share with me or other attendees their wins, their losses, their struggles. It it struck me as an incredibly open group of people who weren't afraid to share, hey, you know what? This is where my business is right now. This is where I want to grow it to. This is what I'm struggling with. And people just collaborating with each other and saying, hey, how about this? What about this idea? It uh, uh I loved experiencing it as a speaker. I'd love to also experience it as an attendee. I think attendees had a wonderful time. Yeah, I never at any point felt awkward. And that was my big fear, especially because I had never been to a conference before. I was like, am I going to be able to like just walk up to people and mingle? And it ne- at no point did I ever feel uncomfortable. Like it was just such a great group of people. So like any, I think anybody who's nervous about going to something like this. Like that was where I was at and it ended up being like such an amazing experience. I know Kurt, Kai, Julie, Moisa, probably others I've forgotten. You guys were like front and center, like front row. And you go to a lot of conferences, or at least I've been to a lot of conferences where they have like this like segregated speakers lounge thing where it's like, you know, it's like this private room where you can't get in. I mean, I like to um, and I really got this from MicroConf. And this idea that like the speakers are just attendees, right? Like we're attending too. we're not just flying in, giving a talk and flying back out. And um, yeah, I think I think that really helped, too. Like I really I wanted to get something out of it. Like I didn't want to be segregated. I wanted to be front row so I could hear the other talks. It was great. It was awesome. I I think all of us kind of um, being attendees and, and, you know, I, I was definitely sitting in on. Um, most, if not all of the talks there. Um, and, you know, I, I also, uh, got a lot out of the speaker's dinner as well. I, I always look forward to that, but, um, but that's really just kind of one aspect of it. I mean, um, talking to so many of the attendees, um, and being an attendee myself was, was really inspiring as well. And, you know, one, one thing I noticed about, 
the group. I, I, you know, this being the first year of this conference, I really wasn't sure what to expect, you know, because I know that it's obviously for freelancers and, and consultants. I, I just wasn't sure if it was going to be more like new freelancers who maybe recently left their job and, and they're kind of new at this. I don't even know if this is accurate, but my impression was that it was mostly consultants a bit farther along and they've been at this for a few years at least. Um, and they're, and they're trying to take that next step of being more proactive about sales and marketing. And, you know, Brennan, as you said at the, at the conference, you know, that's really the focus of this whole thing is, is to, um, um, help you improve your sales and marketing. So it was nice to see that. I mean, I've, I've been at like local meetups where there are a lot of freelance and consultants who are just getting a feel for like how to how to work with clients for the first time, and and this was not that. This was definitely people actively trying to take this to the next level and and being open about talking to each other and, and you know what's working and, and where they're going. I think I mean part of that is let's face it, it costs money. You have to travel. Like there was a lot of I mean if you're just starting out and and you're not really full-time freelancing and you haven't been doing it for a while, then you, you might not be able to, you know, float the cost along with the opportunity cost and, and taking a few days off of client work. So I think that definitely helps too. I mean, I, I don't mean that in a, in any bad way, but I mean like, you know, a local meetup, for instance, you can, it's probably after hours and somebody local just goes to it for free or whatever. So I was talking to somebody there who she was like, I still have a full-time job and I'm freelancing. I'm trying to get to the point where I quit my job. And we were discussing the conference and I was like, well, you need to look at this as an investment, you know, not an expense. It's an investment. Well, that's one of the other points that I brought up in that post was, you know, I don't, I don't just mean financially, but I mean, you know, everyone there knows the value or I believe knows the value of investing in their business. They know, you know, it makes sense to work on the business with and not always in it. That means I should not be willing, not be afraid of whether it be hiring or, um, you know, hiring a coach, hiring, a, you know, staff people to help you do your job or paying money on a course, paying money for a conference, spending the time, right, to actually invest in your own business. And, and I think that's, I don't know about you guys, but one of the, the hard things for me transitioning from being an employee was this whole thing of like, you know, at first it's like every dollar that hits your bank account, you think is like your own to spend, right? Like it, it's like, yay, I, I have all, it's just like when you get a direct deposit from an employer, right? Like anything left over is yours. And switching to self-employment, you know, you, you need to start kind of drawing a line. And I know like having a business bank account versus a personal is one way of doing that. But let's face it, a lot of us treat these two bank accounts as, um, you know, the same thing in a way. So, yeah, I, I think that's, at least for me, that, that that was another thing that really stood out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, treating treating your business like a business. I mean, I I come from a background as a freelancer. For years, I, I identified myself as a freelance web designer. And um, yeah, those first few years, it was like, all right, kind of living project to project. And each project is basically paying paying the rent or paying the bills for that month. But I think as the years go on and, and what we're seeing now with, with, with the, the type of um, attendees who, who, who we were able to you know, network with there, definitely people treating it as a business. I, I actually met a, a bunch, of, uh, bunch of folks who are running small agencies and studios with employees and partners and things. And, and yeah, it was just really interesting to, to kind of hear what people are doing you know, 
at, at that next trying to, you know, look ahead to what, you know, a, a question that I love to ask people is, what are you working on right now? And, and what's your goal for the next year? Um, and I, I think that gets, that really gets talking about what they're, you know, the, the actions they're trying to take coming out of this. I'm writing, I'm writing those two questions down right now. <laughs> What really amazed me, echoing on Brian's point, is that it seemed everyone I talked to at the conference was really forward-looking in terms of their business. There weren't – I'd expect there to be people who are like, this is where I'm stuck right now. This is what I'm doing right now. But a lot of the people I encountered and interacted with are always trying to get to that next level, get to that next point, overcome that hurdle, and aren't stuck in the, oh, me, this is a problem. Why can't I break through? But are saying, well – like the investment mindset. This is an investment I'm making to learn these new skills to get to that next level. And as far as investment goes, I have a friend, uh, Brandon probably knows about him. Uh, he bought the ticket for WF Freelancing Conference and he couldn't make it. Still, he didn't want the refund because first of all, the Slack was so important to him. Uh, it was, again, an investment because he's learning so much from the Slack and from all the tweets and he didn't want to be left out. So I think, you know, that's the kind of mindset we are talking about. So, yeah, I'm actually going to reach out. You know, it looks like the European uh, equivalent is going to happen. So I mm. imagine that's easier for him. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I, I did a little polling and, and just talking around and I'm thinking sometime June uh, for that, which I would be a lot of fun. Especially since my kids will be out of school and I can, you know, have an excuse for bringing the family. Ha, so, yeah, not, so now you all have to come to Europe. <laughs> I, I'm glad I just recently updated my passport. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm boarding the plane tickets already. Well, I don't know, where, I don't know when and where. For I'm just going to buy them for random just, cities yeah, and dates. Exactly. And <laughs> So hey, what are, hey, Brennan, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a question for you, if I can like interview you on your podcast for a second. Yeah, please do. Uh, uh, I'm just curious, like, how did the idea for Double Your Freelancing Conference come about initially? And what kind of inspired you to put this together? I mean, based off of everything else that you've done up until now, like, what, why a conference? So I've wanted to do one for a while now. And I think the reason was... Well, it was kind of twofold. The first was I didn't really see anything that reminded me of kind of like the caliber of like a microconf, but for consulting. I, I know there there are consulting or freelancing conferences out there. I've been to a few and like some of the ones I went to were doing things like here's how to set up your WordPress site or just stuff that honestly I, I thought was either not ran the best or content wise wasn't. You know, like some of them I've been to have been things, what I call fluff talks, like the whole, oh, look at my awesome story. Look how cool I am. You know, blah, 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 blah. Whereas when I go to a conference, I, I, I'm there to, you know, I'm there for myself. I'm there to, uh, what are some things that I can learn and, you know, to-do items that I can add to my to-do list that will help me grow my business. And yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about inspirational talks. And I think there's there's a dose of inspiration in, in a lot of the talks, but you know, I, I like actionable conferences. So that's that's one. Um, second, I had a, a this kind of community that is kind of evolved around um, the stuff I've created. And I've, I've met a lot of people like it's funny, like everyone I met, I I'm really bad with faces, but I'm really good with like recalling full Gmail threads. 
So like I would I would meet somebody for the first time and, and I'd immediately remember everything about like what we talked about. And this could be from months ago. And just I mean, it's we all know how much better it is to meet people in person versus just over Skype or email or whatever else. Um, so that that's that. But well, the, the big hang up for me was always like. I mean, I was like, what do you, what do you even do? Like for the room rates, do you just call a hotel's front desk and say like, Hey, um, can we, you know, like I didn't know I was scared of the implementation stuff. Right. So I didn't know how to do any of that. So I just kind of gave up on the idea, but at Vegas in Vegas last April for microconf, I was sitting down the last night talking with Rob Walling, you know, for those who don't know the, the creator or one of the co-creators, of microconf and we were talking for a few hours and i was asking him like you know you've got trip which is your SaaS app you've got your weekly podcast you have like your community your memberships that you have all this stuff how do you how do you fit how do you actually pull off a conference because everyone i talked to who'd done a conference all of them were like it is so hard don't recommend it <laughs> like um so i asked rob like how did you do it and he's like well i didn't and that's when he introduced me to Xander, who who ran Microcont for him, and um, started talking with him. And I was like, "Wow, this is actually within reach! Like, all I need to do are the things that I'm comfortable with, which are finding speakers and selling it. Like, I can sell it. I just don't know how to deal with like food truck vouchers or you know, like venues or any of that stuff. So, yeah, hiring I hired him. I mean, that's the answer, I guess, for how it how it got pulled off." And as far as actionable content goes, like I said, I've been to many conferences and many local meetups or something like that, but I'm, I really miss the actionable part at all of these conferences. And this conference was totally different. I, I wrote um, on my way home, I had a notebook with me and I wrote so many actionable stuff in there, just recalling everything from the conference. And this was, like I said, this was totally, totally different. Um, I really have some stuff, some exact, exact things I need to be working on um, right next, next week or next month uh, till the end of 2015. And I got that from, from the conference. And I think this was like the differentiator for me. Cool. What are some things you guys got out of the, you know, don't, I, don't, I don't care if it's your own talk, but like, what are some things you, you, you took away from the actual talks? Like, I mean, I know, I don't, I mean, you know, that kind of post-conference high you get of like just wanting to do all the things. Well, th <laughs> this week alone for me, at least, like my Trello board has been on fire in, in terms, I haven't done any email, but I've gotten so much stuff done <laughs> otherwise. Um, and, and I think a lot of it was just, you know, hearing people like James Clear, Ed Gandia, like these people who were talking about more the foundational like habit stuff. But on top of that, um, like Kurt, for instance, you're a, uh, your uh, autoresponder for like, I've always sent out the qualifying emails manually to leads and I'm working with one of my clients who does lead gen and I just, I'm switching them now to basically something like that, to, you know, like that system you had for, um, for I know and it's well, eight that like is absolutely flattering. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. Um, yeah, I call that my, my tire kicker defense field. And it was literally just to like protect myself from the people who would, where I'd get excited about a lead and then they just disappear on me. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's just been overall like, 
you know, well, two things, I guess, for that post-confi, but also the fact that, hey, I'm, I've shipped it. I'm done. Like, my responsibility is over. So, you know, it's it's kind of a huge weight lifted off my chest, at least. But um, what about you guys? Like, any any big takeaways or, like, you know, plans, I guess, as a result of, of it? I'm like, I'm changing my pricing structure completely. And so that's big for me. But then I'm also like, I'm starting to do little things. More. Like, I'm, I'm like, why don't I write more? People really enjoy when I write. And it brings me a lot of new people to my email list. And it's cathartic for me. So I need to be doing that more. And then even things like the way I treat social media, um, like I'm rethinking that. So it's some big stuff for me, like pricing, and then just some little like everyday, little everyday things that I can do. I like the whole, like the diversity of all the talks and all all the speakers. Um, I feel like everyone was bringing something a little bit different and something, something new. Um, You know, getting back, Brennan, you were talking about like actionable talks. And I think, I think a great conference is one where speakers are, they, they are delivering things that are actionable that we can go put into and implement right now. There's also a, a mix of, of inspirational uh, talks and things in, in there, but like it's stuff that you can't necessarily get across in a blog post or, or even in like a video or a podcast. Like, like you said, like I, I've been to those conferences where it's like, this is how you set up a WordPress site. And it's like, I could, I could just follow a tutorial on the web about that <laughs> to attend a conference for this. Uh, seeing people people talk and, and what I really love to see are, are real world case studies and like take us behind the scenes of how how this works and what were the results. Um, that's how I I learned the best. So I've I've always you know kind of looked out for those. Um, one talk that that really stuck out to me and kind of set the tone was James Clear. Um, and I I liked that he was the first speaker. I think that really kind of set the tone for the rest of the conference. You know, productivity, um, focus. That was the, the thing that really um, kind of hit home for me is, you know, the, that idea that he was talking about with make a list of 25 things that you want to do and now forget 20 of them. You're only going to work on five. Um, that, that really made a lot of sense. And, um, Kurt, I, I really talk as well. All the automation stuff was super impressive. I almost want to like log into your drip account and like steal all of your automation <laughs> rules or something. You know, some of that stuff I get from, like people will be like, Hey, can you take a look at my dripper account? And they add me and I'll look, I'll be like, Oh my God, why am I not doing this? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm sort of like, um, a, it was good to see like a lot of people, including myself have this like Sam Walton approach where it's just like, just find, like be able to recognize great stuff from other people and apply it to your own business. Uh, oh, the other one that, that um, I really enjoyed was Alan's talk, Alan branch um, <laughs> talking about, I mean, you know, he's, he's always hilarious and, and, you know, really engaging, but I, I mean, he was talking about hiring and growing the team, and it his talk kind of reminded me of Peldi's talk from Microconf Europe this year, which was also like a, a big standout talk for me. Um, and it's that idea of growing your company, um, and and maybe you know, kind of growing a little bit faster than than you might have expected to. The, your your personal evolution of of being a solo founder or a solo freelancer to managing a team and getting comfortable with that. Um, I think that really kind of hit home and, and, you know, there were little actionable takeaways that he was talking about with, um, how he interviews and, and how he like ignores people's emails to, to just see if they respond back. I yeah. thought it was interesting. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so just little things like that, but but the big picture there was um, kind of getting more comfortable with a with a growing team, which is kind of I, I find myself in that position right now. So. Yeah, the uh, most actionable or inspirational or takeaway talks for me actually were the same ones you highlighted. I loved Alan's methodology for focusing on hiring by asking them about the future. And I've implemented that in my business as I'm looking on hiring a part-time assistant. And uh, uh, I absolutely loved James Clear's talk on or his part on, hey, make that list of 25 things you want to do. Pick the top five. Put the other 20 in a box. Under no circumstances do those just do the five most important things for your business. And that led to me killing five side projects the moment I stepped foot back in Eugene. I'm like, these are not on the top five list. I forbid myself from doing them. And it's been a weight off my shoulders to be able to say, I'm focusing on the most important things. If it's not one of the most important things, I'm not going to focus on it. Yeah, I, I got home and I fired somebody as well for the same reason. I was like, why am I doing this? This isn't important. I shouldn't be focusing on this. I've bigger things to focus on. Yeah. If there was one like core theme through um, many of the talks, it was, you know, be intentional with your business. That's, you know, what I took away from it. And it like, you know, James Clear set the tone for it. Ed Gandia talked a lot about it. Um, it was definitely in uh, Brian Castle's talk about, you know, where he, you know, uh, he spoke about um, the essentially he had like two completely different audiences and that was problematic and having like, it, it dawned on me that, you know, if you're not intentional, if you're not doing um, things that serve your greater goal, you're actually hurting yourself. Like, even though they may be positive, productive things otherwise, they're just taking away from your ultimate goal. We've seen that in Nathan Barry's talk um, and his story as well. And, and Brennan, too. I mean, um, I, you know, I think, Brennan, you've, you've done a fantastic job of, of growing a single audience and continuously building out parts of your business that all serve that same audio conference is, is another extension of that. Um, Nathan talked about, you know, how he evolved over the years to, um, to kind of, you know, he showed that diagram of kind of like a Venn diagram, right? Where different circles of, of audiences and you try to come out with products that overlap. Yeah. I also, I loved uh, Amy Hoyce. Um, presentation. She was she was amazing. She was talking about brainwashing clients. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, Kai's presentation because uh, Kai talked about how to build an audience and about podcasting. Uh, and that was the thing that I struggled with. I still do a little bit from the presentation. I got out pretty much 10 very actionable uh, steps I need to take um, this year so I can kind of step up my game with audience building. And looking back at the different talks, I think for for better, it seems that each talk was speaking to people at a different level in their business. The early talks were like, hey, these are the habits you need to build for a successful business. Some of the later talks were more, hey, here's marketing automation. Here's how to go to the next level. And I think it's wonderful how there was that range and how it wasn't just these are the talks for beginners, but hey, here's a spread that's going to hit at different levels. Some might apply to you now, some might apply in a year, but it's knowledge that goes across the audience or vertical across the audience. I'm just really happy. <laughs> I'm really happy with how things went. I, I just want to also thank all of you for taking the time to, especially you know, Moisa, you had like hell getting back to Slovenia. It oh sounded like, but I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you made it. I, I presume it you're, I presume you're not recording this from Norfolk's airport. 
Um. No, thank God. I love America. I love U.S. But uh, the flight back, the travel back was too much. Yeah. But I'm coming back. I'm coming back cool. for sure. Cool. Well, anyway, guys, just thank you again, and um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Hey, thank thanks you for having us. Thanks, guys.